What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Call to Maction podcast. Today is Thursday, November 14th, and we have Maction. We have championships. Full swing again. Full swing again. I'm uh, headed down to Akron on uh, today, actually, Thursday. We're, we're going down for practice day tonight, and then uh, we get going with games tomorrow. Yeah, men's soccer. We already had the quarterfinal matchups on Tuesday. Yep. And Bowling Green. Bowling and Green and West Virginia. West Virginia County, moved well, on. Yeah, they'll, uh, they'll be in Akron. Uh, West Virginia will take on uh, Western Michigan in the first round, or the first game, I'm sorry, on uh, on Friday. And then uh, we'll conclude the semifinals with Bowling Green and Akron uh, How's weather as, supposed as, to be? as the nightcap. Uh, cold. 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 Uh, it's not supposed to snow until Sunday, though. So hopefully okay. hopefully we have some good uh, some good luck down there in Akron. And uh, it should be a great tournament. It's probably my favorite championship that, that we go to. I just love soccer. Yeah, I mean, Akron in November, it's going to be cold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, I mean, it's it's a great time for for soccer, though. People people get excited. People still come out, especially at Akron. So it should be a good time. Good vibes. So you're heading down there today. Uh, switching over, we we're in midweek action, deep in mid- midweek action deep, here. Deep we are. And uh, we we played uh, Tuesday night. We played Wednesday night. We have Thursday night. We have all your nights covered. Yep. Yep. Big game. Big game coming up tonight. Kent State Buffalo. Big big imp- implications on the East. Yeah. Buffalo needs to win that game, or Miami clinches, and yep. they will be heading to Detroit. Miami uh, became bowl eligible last night yep. with a forty-four to three victory over Bowling Green. Uh, they played lights out. I I gotta say, I watched the game. Uh, from start to finish, the best Miami has looked. They've looked great. They're on a four-game winning yep, streak, yep. but they put it all together last night. Yeah, Very I was, impressive. I, I was going to say it's it's culminating for them, and and they look good going down the stretch, which is what you need in the MAC. You gotta you gotta bring it all together at the end of the year. That's what it's all about. And the NIU Toledo game last night, another uh, good one. Another good one. Uh, NIU was up. Toledo came storming back, tied it at twenty-eight. And a John Richardson field goal with I believe forty five seconds left yep, was yeah. the difference. Yeah, I was I was watching uh, that that game. It was it was going on late. I thought Toledo had a chance. It just ran out of time at the end. It was it was a great game. Big big win for uh, Coach Hammock and, and company. If they win out, they're bowl eligible. Yeah, uh, and and we'll see what happens there. A lot of a lot of good teams in the West, man. We <laughs> we we got it we got it stacked up in the West. So it should be a, a great finish for at least for the next few weeks. The, the potential is still there for a. Five team tie in <laughs> we, the West. You don't want to know what goes on in our office when there's when there's a five a five team tie tiebreaker going on. Yeah, it's it like is. the movie Hangover when you know Alan is trying to decipher the yeah odds. yeah when he's going he's yeah. trying to be a uh, Rain Man. Yes. I think yeah, yeah yeah that's that's how our heads <laughs> look with those tiebreakers here in the office. Yeah, there's numbers letters all going through our heads. So we'll see we'll see. Yeah. I I think you know you never know in this in this league. Uh, what, what what's going to happen. And uh, we got a, a Saturday game as well, speaking of the West, with Central Michigan and Ball State. That's also yep. uh, on CBS Sports Network. So, again, we, we're pretty much on all every day this week. Yeah, <laughs> and you can you can follow us on at, uh, at Sports on Twitter for all that all that good content. We put out a lot of fun stuff during the game. Just try to keep it fun and entertaining for you guys. So uh, be sure to follow us on there as well as this podcast uh, at Call to Maction. Um, Jeremy, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, women's soccer? Oh, yeah. Last, last we uh, left off on our Tuesday show, uh, Bowling Green, well, we, sh- you know, we aired it on Monday because we always try to stay ahead yep. of the game. Yeah. And uh, they got announced a, a couple hours later that they'll be heading to Ann Arbor in the first round of the NCAA <laughs> women's soccer tournament. Uh, short drive for the Falcons. Yeah. And uh, we wish them the best of luck. I think the way they've been playing all year, they only lost 
one league game. Uh, they've been lights out. They had a great tournament. We'll see what they can do against the Maize and Blue. Yeah, Maction fans, bring out bring out your finest to to Ann Arbor for that weekend. We definitely would love to see your report support up there in Ann Arbor. Yeah, with that, we actually have a little women's soccer. We for, do. For we the, do. We for got a lot people. of women's soccer for the people yeah, today. Yeah, we we were lucky enough to grab head coach Matt Fannin and junior Sophia Barnes. They both joined us on today's show to talk about this weekend's matchup and all things soccer. We hope you enjoy. We will now be welcomed by Sophia Barnes, Jr. on the women's soccer team at Bowling Green. Sophia, how you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Doing great. Um, first question right off the bat. We noticed you're from Valley City, Ohio. I am, correct. Can, can, can you tell us one interesting fact maybe about Valley City, Ohio? Oh, absolutely. I have this one off the bat. Um, Valley City, Ohio is actually the... Um, the state capital of the frog jump. Yes, we have a frog jump every August. That's what we heard. We we were wondering yeah. if you were if you were hip to it or not. Oh, absolutely! I volunteered there every single year until I got into college. So what is what I is that? The frogs, actually. What does that consist of? Like, what do you what do you do there every during? What do they call it? The frog days of summer. Yeah, kind of. They they kind of um, talk about it like that. But so it's a in the park, and they get a huge parachute. Um, with like a fence around it and then we have a judge which is usually like um, it switches every round but you get a frog you catch it the night before it's a huge deal or you can rent them the day of oh, and then boring. what we do you gotta is catch you, it. <laughs> yeah, you gotta catch it that's kind of the fun of it though there's a technique of course yeah but um the day of you put it in the center of the parachute it gets three jumps and whoever jumps the farthest gets into like the championship basically and that's at the end of the day but this, this huge thing, the whole town comes out. Obviously, my family's there every year. Wow, that is awesome. Have you have fun. you entered a frog? You've entered a frog, of I'm sure. Of course. Have yes, you I've won? Entered a frog. I have never won, but my little brother, when he was four, did. Oh, uh, what do you do? You win something? You get a huge trophy. It's, really? It's honestly, probably the biggest one my family owns. In the <laughs> that is that is incredible. Do you do you uh, name the frog prior to? Oh. Absolutely. I assume Once it's you like, enter the frog, you have to put a name in as well. What's yeah. one of the best names? Oh my gosh! It's like the one Kentucky the Derby. Names. You gotta. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember one of my names specifically. When I was younger, I would just name them like a regular name, like Sally or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's Sa- Sally the frog. Well, we we did some deep digging. We were hoping that you'd be you know hip to the frog jumping, uh, and you you nailed it. So already one question up and one question <laughs> down uh, for you. <laughs> And, and we He's thought, next yeah, I mean, we would be bringing it up if you didn't yes, say it, but yeah. we're glad you did. So that's incredible. Oh, we're we're going to have to make our way down there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I think for so. It. It's usually around August. We usually turn out every year. Yeah, we right. missed. We missed. We're looking uh, next year would be yeah. the 59th. Yeah. What's what's the big plan for the 60th? Is there like <laughs> a like a Oh, big... gosh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to. I, I should check in on that. We'll, we'll have to find out. We'll have to find out. Um, so moving a little more serious note here, uh, guys, uh, congrats, congrats on, uh, second straight year winning the Mac title, um, both regular season and, uh, tournament title, uh, decided on PKs, uh, for the second year in a row as well. What, what is the thought process from a soccer player when it goes into PKs? What, what, 
you know, is it just like anything else? Take us on the sideline or those those moments before PKs start uh, with you and your teammates. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, thank you for congratulations, congratulating and everything. But kind of the moments before the PK, um, us specifically as a team, we were out practicing PKs at the end of practice about, I don't, I want to say maybe two or three weeks before, maybe a month. Every year we do that just to get prepared, just to know who's going to be up first when we do go. Um, so it's not anything different to us. I think there's maybe a little less pressure in the actual game because when we're practicing, we really get around the box and really kind of taunt the player that's kicking. All in good fun, of course. Yep. Um, but on the sidelines before, I mean, obviously we have Kathleen Duvey, a senior goalkeeper, um, someone we really trust, someone we love having in the goal. And me personally on the sidelines, all I really feel is confident. Um, confident that we have Kathleen in the goal, confident in our kickers. Um, obviously we see them making take these penalty kicks every day in practice. We see their technique, how they're gonna how they're gonna do it, each one of them. Um, so honestly all I felt was excitement that we had the opportunity to do this again, that Kathleen can show us that she can do this again. Um, just complete trust in everybody really. Yeah, without giving anything away, I feel like a lot of like the, some of the stars that we see, like in the Premier League and, and stuff like that, have signature walk-ups. Do you have a Do you have a signature walk-up to your penalty <laughs> kick? Um, personally, I'm not a big penalty um, penalty kick taker. I don't take them very often. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm definitely usually on a jog, maybe a little smile. Yeah, just to freak out Throw the people that I'm not very nervous. Like <laughs> yeah. We talked prior to you coming on here. <clears throat> Do you think Eric or I? I mean, I'm old now. Eric plays rec soccer, plays himself a little rec soccer. How many PKs out of five could we get? Any? Out of five. Who is it against is the real question. Kathleen. <laughs> Kathleen? Yeah. Oof, maybe maybe two. That's what oh, I yeah. said. All right. All right. I'll take that. Maybe I would take I would take two. two. I really I really trust Kathleen. On, on a previous episode, I said I'd be lucky to even hit the ball. Yeah. But <laughs> I the last time I played soccer, I think I was eight years old. Uh, but I guess maybe you could get lucky uh, if, you know, she yeah. just guesses wrong. But I think she I wouldn't would... have to guess with you. I don't think. No. <laughs> if she trips, maybe. Yeah. Yes. Maybe. OK, so we'll give me one. Eric is looking at two. Again, a, a legend in the uh, rec soccer <laughs> Cleveland rounds Corey. out here. Yeah, what do you what do you do um, on late Tuesdays? We're always looking for people, so we, we might um, need Corey, some. Corey, you got to send us over some highlight videos. Like, oh, man. Uh, well, so. we do our own recruiting around here, so <laughs> we'd, love, we'd love to do that. What, uh, with Coach Fannin, he's won Coach of the Year now three years in a row. Talk about what he's brought to the program. You you've clearly have been with him since day one. What makes him such a special coach? And, and you've appeared in the MAC title game all three years he's been there. Talk a little bit about coach. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously my freshman year, um, I committed under a different coach. Um, and then Matt Bannon came over about, I want to say, three or four months before we got here. So the whole spring that team had with them before my class got here. Um, and right away before I was we had him in that past room, talked nothing but good words about him. Nothing. They were so excited to have him at the room of our program and everything. But ever since I've been here, it's nothing but wanting the best out of every player. Um, I think specifically something I, that I can see so highly about him, obviously sitting right next to me. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> Don't boost his <laughs> ego too much. <laughs> I know. But, I mean, something that I find so special um, is that every time I walk into a meeting with him, obviously he has – that's once a month 
um, he asked what he can do better as a coach, not anything, anything specifically, but what would make us happy. We think we need as a person. Um, and it's not just that, he asked personal questions. He wants the best for us genuinely, and I think that's huge. Um, when you have somebody leading your team that wants the best for every single girl on the team, um, I think that's something really special. And obviously our culture is something huge to us, and he is not with us in that culture once in, in the last three years. And obviously we are, every single girl on this team is just so excited for him to get coach of the year. It's so deserving. We're so excited for him. That's awesome. I, I mean, mm-hmm. clearly doing something right in, in three years to, oh, <laughs> to, to get, uh, to get there each year and, and to get two titles, uh, you know, back to back, uh, you know, everything you said, uh, you know, that's, that's, I guess what makes a great coach at, at any level is, is kind of all the things you outlined there. Um, for sure. It definitely helps you really want to play for a coach. Yep. You want to win for him. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, speaking of winning, you guys uh, obviously have made it on to the NCAA tournament. Did you guys do anything special for the selection show? Um, so Monday, so the day after we won the tournament, we went to the president's house, which is exactly what we did last year. We were super thankful he invited us into our home again. Um, and then we got, actually got to watch the show there with him, with our team, and they provided us dinner and everything. So it was just a great opportunity to be with our administrators, having their support on that Monday, finding out. And, and I watched the selection show here in the office. Uh, it was you guys were one of the last teams to be announced in the field. <laughs> I mean, I, clearly more you know food. you're going to get more food announced. to eat. Yeah, I mean. more food. But the, the anticipation did that just keep building? Are you guys? Uh, you know, you're heading right down the road to Ann Arbor. When that when mm-hmm. your name's called, is it as special this year as it was last year? Just to see that name come up on the screen. Oh, absolutely! I don't think there was any different year we last. Um, obviously, such an honor, so much excitement seeing our name pop up again. Um, I was a little, a little excited, but we were so like, we're just so excited. That next step, um, that next challenge, we're beyond excited. Um, I think a, a little bit more because I think we were called in the first and second round last year, pretty, pretty early. So to see all those teams that we thought we were going to play just like striking off, we were. We're really interested on who it was going to be. We had a lot of guesses. Definitely Michigan was one of them, but um, we're definitely excited for the trip. Pretty close to home again. Yeah, you guys but, play tomorrow night at uh, 7 p.m. Uh, what, what What message would you have to BG fans and supporters to make that drive to Ann Arbor? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, honestly, my message would just be, if you're coming, if you're watching online or anything, we, we're just so thankful for you for this past two years, three years, honestly, um, for all your support. If you're going to make the drive, please do. Please be loud. Please trust more. Number one issue as well. <laughs> but, again, we're just so thankful for all the support. And if that's to continue for one more game, two more games, we would be so incredibly thankful of the program. Uh, I want to transition a little bit um, to some of the people who inspired you maybe to play soccer and continue to inspire you. I heard you're a big um, Tobin Heath fan. I am, yep. What, I'm a fan of Tobin Heath. What, what has that, you know, that team specifically done for you and, and you think the culture of women's soccer around the United States? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just growing up with those, those kinds of players just always in the background, always on the forefront of women's soccer specifically. Um, always like watching every single game growing up whenever I could. I mean, they're 
huge, huge advocate for women's soccer for everything I think any woman athlete wants to be is strong, competitive, um, advocating for women. I think that's huge. And to even be playing college soccer at a program like this or having an ounce of what those players do um, just obviously makes us want to be like them <laughs> or be anywhere close to them. It's amazing to have women soccer players like that in our lives and be leaders like that. Yeah, I know my dad. I mean, I grew up on those those people like my dad watched every u.s women's soccer game even like early in the mornings he would wake up super early and watch those games so it's been awesome to have them kind of culminate everything especially with this season and, and this year at the world cup so oh absolutely did you did you always just play soccer did you play some other sports growing up or what what yeah, so drove you to choose soccer oh for sure so my oldest sister actually played soccer and my mom played soccer um but I played basketball, softball, or even track one year. Don't really like to talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I had played softball for a lot of years. But, and, but then I eventually decided, like, I saw my sister be so successful in soccer. She eventually just played soccer from, I think, fifth grade up. And um, my, my sister was such my role model that I wanted to be exactly like her, um, be on the level she was. So I decided to commit to soccer. Um, obviously made the best decision possible. The amount of lessons I've learned from soccer, the amount of success this team has had, um, I'm grateful for the opportunity to play every single day. And, and your sister plays at Notre Dame College? Yep, she just graduated actually oh, she did? this past year. Yep, yep, so she's actually an actuary at Westfield. Yep, so different, different kind of success now, but mm-hmm. she's loving that job. Mm-hmm. And she was named Woman of the Year. We saw that's it. That's she. Crazy. Yeah, she was the top thirty Woman of the Year. Obviously, such a role model for me. Someone I look up to every day, and I'm so glad to see her achievements are being um, recognized as well. So, how do you top her? How do I top her? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I can. Well, sure My you can. Are already on it. Oh, an NCAA <laughs> championship goes a long way in the family. I think so. Yeah. Who knows? Oh, that's. Yeah, you got You're a lot. definitely right. Uh, the last yeah. question. The last question, just to touch on you. You are a member of our COSA group. Uh, we had mm-hmm. actually on our first ever episode, we had Ethan on, who I know is the president of that group, and we talked a lot of stuff uh, COSA related with him. Just being on COSA, what does that mean to you? And and to represent the university on that group, and to be a voice, uh, kind of, of, of all the student athletes and campus really on, on all these issues that come across, um, the table. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of all, we're lucky to have Ethan on our campus being the president of the NCAA. Um, that's just insanely that I can learn from him and have conversations day to day with him. Um, but just being on COSA, I am so grateful to speak out about those issues and bring those directly to my team, to my coach, um, to the campus itself. I think it's an amazing opportunity. I'm a huge advocate for BGSU athletics. I love BG. I love the campus here. I think we have amazing people in all of our on all of our teams. So just being able to better our school, our campus, whether that's learning from other people in different um, on different universities or just um, informing everybody on our campus. I love the opportunity to do, to do so, and any opportunity I can better BGSU, I will. That's why I try to be on that COSA group. Well, we love having you on the group, and and we really appreciate your time today, Sophia. Best of luck tomorrow and and the rest of the way. Okay. 
Absolutely. Thank and, you so and, much. I appreciate it. And we'll see you for a frog jumping competition. Yes. We're, yes. we're coming. I don't know if it's next year. We might wait till the 60th. Yeah, I think I think that okay, would be good. Okay, I think the 60th might be, might be it. I'll be able to get us Get us VIP, VIP passes. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Well, you guys can even be a judge. We're, yeah, well, <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. I kind of want to oh, I yeah. start scouting frogs now <laughs> for yeah. the next two years. We'll so see. We'll well best of luck this weekend and again congrats on the championship and and thanks for coming on f- with us thank you for having me guys i appreciate it next we are going to hear from head coach of the women's soccer program at bowling green state university Matt Fannin, Coach Fannin, how are you doing? Hello, I'm well. How are you guys? Doing well, doing well. Doing well. I'm, I'm sure you're doing well after, uh, you know, celebrating that second straight championship, um, third third appearance in the MAC Women's Championship, and uh, came away with another title and decided on PKs. Uh, we, we talked to Sophia a little bit. What, what do you say in the huddle or prior to – PKs uh, before that moment. What what do you what message do you give your team? Honestly, I think by that stage there's there's about as much coaching as can been done. Um, we I remind them that that we know what we're doing. We've we've spent plenty of time practicing. We've been in that situation before, um, and just make sure they know that I trust them uh, to get it done. And obviously, for the last couple of years, we've we've managed to get through doing that. So. Uh, so we talked we talked to Sophia a little bit about this. Uh, we're we're trying to decide how many PKs we Jeremy and I think we could score on Kathleen. And we want you to give us a number out of five. Yeah, I'm gonna give you two less than some. Yeah, all right. That's, that's <laughs> consistent. All right, I like that. That's that's good. I'd be proud of two, honestly. No, 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 no. Oh. Soak said two. I'm giving you two less than two. Oh, less. two less than two. <laughs> I was going to say, I think you mean zero there. Uh, it, it's a, it's okay for me because I said I would get zero. <laughs> I, t- Eric, I totally missed it. Eric, play, yeah, Eric plays himself some uh, rec soccer, indoor soccer around here, so he thinks he could get one to two, but I, I don't trust that either, to be honest. So. Oh, that's funny. Well, we, we, we should we should test it out one day. Yeah, all right. I'd love to. I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you down in Akron for the for the for the men's championship. So sounds <laughs> like a plan. <laughs> what um, you talked a little bit when when I was on campus this past weekend, and kind of touched on it a little, but I want your thoughts more. How just how difficult is it to not only be picked first in the preseason poll, which I know a lot of coaches don't put a lot into that, uh, but you were picked first. You were picked to win the tournament. And to then set that goal and to actually do it, uh, especially in this conference, how difficult is that? I, I think people think, oh, they were picked and they win it. It's not that simple. Yeah, well, I, I think considering the, the previous year, um, it, it adds, it, it's just pressure from a totally different angle. Um, if you, you know, there's the so many good players, so many good teams, so many good coaches in our conference that, when you when you look at doing it um, from a place where nobody really expected it the year before, um, and dealing with that pressure as as almost a fun pressure um, when you've got when you when you're doing something that that wasn't really um, supposed to happen, um, you know, I think from four years ago back the best part of the decade we hadn't even made the conference tournament, so 
when you look at it from that angle, no one's really seen it coming. To, to this year where suddenly um, everybody is, is expecting you to do it. So every single week you get every team's best game. They know you're the number one team in the conference at the time. They know that you've been expected to win it. And I think that just it really just speaks volumes to our women as the way that they've handled that pressure. Um, because it's easy saying, hey, we've been here before, we've done it before, but it's a totally different angle that you've got to look at it from. Um, I think it started as a, as a golf quote that was, um, you know, and I'm going to get this totally wrong, but <laughs> something like uh, golf is played on a course six inches long from ear to ear or something, right? And yep, yep. I think that, that that really resonates in every sport. And, and when you're, you know, in, in, a, in a match and trying to deal with those pressures, um, you, you see that where things go wrong are, are, is when when the pressure builds, not when you know you're just moving the ball around nicely and, and people are backing off you. Um, so dealing with that, I think, has been the the main achievement of the women this year. Your uh, your coaching experience has taken you kind of all around uh, the nation, like in, in Denver and and places like Wyoming. What what eventually think you brought you to Ohio? Well, my wife is from Hiram, just outside Cleveland. Okay. Um, and so when I was at Wyoming, uh, our first daughter was born and we were 1,500 miles from the nearest relative. So yep. uh, I, I uh, was lucky enough to get the job at Wittenberg at the time, uh, which brought us about three and a half hours from um, her father and, and family. And, and obviously moving up to BG, that's, that's now turned into a couple of hours. So we're really lucky to be able to be, to be close um, Certainly closer than, than Denver and Laramie, that's for sure. Um, but that, that's the main reason we're in this area. Um, so Jeremy and I are actually both born and raised in Ohio. I'm, I'm curious from an outsider's perspective what your favorite thing about Ohio is, other other than the beautiful weather. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's probably the people born here, like my wife, to be honest with you. Uh, I guess she gets the credit. Uh, she's the best thing to come out of Ohio. Maybe I'm fine. <laughs> I think one of the things my wife and I talk about a lot um, is, is just the atmosphere of the Midwest. Um, we love love the people here. Love the um, the town of BG, and I, I've got to tell you, I've really grown the cool it. I love it here. Uh, our neighbors are wonderful. Our campus is is fantastic. Um, you know, there's I, I certainly don't want to say I've been places where people aren't pleasant, but I, I think we just love the atmosphere and the day to day life in this part of the world. Yeah, I mean, you went from Denver and Wyoming, where there's all mountains, where uh, to BG. Well, I know Wittenberg too, but to BG, where I think there's that small hill still on that golf course, but that's about it. And I tell you, I mean, being there Friday for the semifinals, I think we lucked out because there wasn't wind, uh, but it was pretty cold out. And uh, I know that when we came out Saturday to do some things with you, uh, the wind was whipping in BG, and. Uh, when that wind gets going on campus, it, it is brutal. So, um, you know, I, I know that uh, I, I'm, I'm glad that on Sunday's championship match we got really good weather because you just never know what you're going to get on that campus. You know, you, you mentioned the small hill. Uh, half our strength coach had our women carrying each other walking backwards up that hill. I'm not sure they found it <laughs> too small that, that day. So, uh, but, yes, there is that one on campus, so. You're right. We uh, every now and then, when when the wind blows through, it can be a bit chilly. But I mean, that's the same everywhere. When I was at Wittenberg, you know, I, I remember actually when I just started here, I remember talking to my my wife who was still living in Wittenberg while I was uh, living in the dorms here the first few months, and um, I remember it being cold and blustery here and calling her, and she saying, 
that it was just terrible there and in plenty of other places. So I'm not sure we're worse than anywhere else, but but you're right. The, the weather in the Midwest can certainly catch you on those, can it? What dorm did you live in? Do you remember? Um, actually, I can't remember. I've repressed it. it was, um, uh. I think... Um, Falcon Heights, maybe oh, founders, founders, that's founders. Fun. Okay, that that was around when I was in school there. I, the Falcon Heights, that's too new for me. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I I never stayed at Founders. Maybe maybe <laughs> made a few trips over there. But uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. I know a few coaches uh, throughout all of our campuses. You know, when they first make that transition to uh, to to living in dorm life, that has to be <laughs> quite something. You know, it's funny. Um, I I started in January. And my wife and kids came up at the end of March one day, one weekend, and I'd been so busy that I was I was leaving in the morning before the sun came up, and I was never home until the evening when the sun went down. At the weekends, I would either pop home or I'd be on the road recruiting. And my family came up, and, and um, it was like one afternoon in March, and we walked through, and for the first time, there was light outside when I was inside that building. <laughs> Somehow, I spent three months. I've never been inside it when, when the sun was out. And um, I looked out, and it's an incredible view across campus. It's, in, it's just beautiful to look out the windows and see the middle of campus, and I had no idea how great it was. It was <laughs> That's great. Um, for yeah. for those that don't know, you grew up in, in York, England. Um, right. Did you did you have a, a favorite soccer team? Are you a York City fan? <laughs> I, I am. Uh, I can't profess to being uh, the greatest ever fan. Um, it, York haven't played the highest level of soccer over the years. Yeah. Um, I did play for the York City Schoolboys for a few years. Um, but uh, growing up, actually, before I was born, my dad was a big Man United fan. Okay. Um, followed him around Europe. Was in, um, was in Portugal in 1968 when they uh, won the European Championship. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's a big fan, and, and he got me into the team. And, they, they tend to fight a little bit. He, uh, my, my parents. Well, um, the day before our last um, regular season game at Toledo, um, because my dad wanted to watch uh, and see the the final four, and I'm like, Dad, I mean, you booked this flight assuming that we're going to be playing in it. This is this is tempting to way more than I'm comfortable to do. Um, but as he came out, uh, it made me realise because he's trying to watch the Man United games that are on TV, and I just couldn't possibly care less. <laughs> you know, like we've got games, we've got. Well, ha- uh, the conference tournament coming up, like it just wasn't not on my radar anymore. I have to, I have to tell you, I, I have to say, um, Manchester's blue, man. Well, I guess that's the end of this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, no, a- I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Like, if someone now show my United saw the team at the phone uh, <laughs> again. I, I, I don't pay much attention, especially yeah. when I'm in football. I love watching watching Man City and even Liverpool. If I can They're- say that out loud, I think my dad would be so nice if I said that. But, um, I just love watching the soccer. Yeah, it's a, it's incredible what they've been able to do the past two years is just unprecedented. I think it's it's pretty awesome to watch and, and fun to watch as well. Really yeah. fun to watch. Yeah, well, Coach, I have one last uh, question <clears throat> for you, and we asked Soph yeah. this as well. But um, you guys watch that selection show. You're heading to Ann Arbor uh, with which is clearly a, a pretty easy drive for for Falcon faithful. What message would you have for them to either come watch or just to turn on the stream and watch on Friday to to support uh, your squad? Yeah, of course. I think we'd we'd love um, you know all all BC fans. To be honest with you, all Mac fans. Um, 
my understanding, I haven't looked this up, but I heard someone say it, that uh, no Mac women's soccer team has, has won a game in the national tournament before. It, have I got that right, you know? Yep. Yep. Right. And and I think that one of the things we've, we've done this year with our pre-conference scheduling, with the way we try to go about things, is, is to prepare ourselves for this game. You know, last year um, we got to this point and we hadn't played a high enough level of, of soccer before the match started against um, nationally ranked top-end teams. Um, and this year we really wanted to make sure we we did that. Um, it was one of the things that, that Jeff Bacon said. Uh, it's really important that if you feel like you're you know, one of the top teams to really get um, some good scheduling going. And, and we've done that with the intent of being ready for this game. Now, soccer's a sport. I'm certainly not saying that we've prepared ourselves and therefore we're going to win the game, anything like that. But I think we're in a position where we're at least going to make the game interesting. And, and for anyone that's a match supporter, especially DG fans, We'd love to hear you in the stand. We'd, we'd certainly love to have you watching and cheering us on from wherever you are because um, we feel like we've prepared as well as we possibly can and we're just looking forward and excited to play. Yeah, I saw, I saw your video interview after selection about uh, hoping you see some orange, you know, behind the bench there. And, <laughs> and, right. I, and I hope they, they come support. Again, it was a it was a great weekend uh, on campus and to see some really, really good soccer. And that, that Sunday match was uh, incredible. Eastern came in hot. Uh, they had won. They had taken down the number two seed. They had taken down the number four seed, or, or not number four seed, but they had taken down the sixth seed. I'm sorry, and uh, and they were playing really well. And to come in, and I know it was a tough battle, and and to come away with that in PKs, uh, and and be heading back to the tournament when you've prepared yourself is is a greatest accomplishment. So again, congratulations to you. Best of luck this weekend to you and the, and the team, and we hope to. Uh, Maybe do another one yeah, of these have if you, you back can. On. Yeah, if you yeah. If, keep keep advancing, you know. Yeah, let's hope that's the case. Thanks so much, guys. Really appreciate the time. Thank, I appreciate thank you, it, Matt. Thank you. Once again, we want to thank Bowling Green State University head coach Matt Fannin, as well as Sophia Barnes, for joining us. Great interview. I'm ready for some soccer. Yeah, me too. It got me excited for this weekend. It, it should be a, a, a fun weekend of sports for us. We still got to we got to think of those frog names. Yes, yes. I'm excited for that. Yeah. I, hopefully, we actually make the trip. That'd be fun. Yeah, Sophia. Once you listen to your interview back, we are we're serious about the frog thing. Yep, I'm all in. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it'd be like the Kentucky Derby, but for frogs. Do you have any thoughts whatsoever on a frog name? No, no. I, ca- I I'd have to see it first. I think mine would maybe be Jump for Joy. Okay, corn, corny, <laughs> but uh, whatever. I don't know. We'll have to see. I don't know. Mine, yeah, mine would no. I think, as she mentioned, I think mine would be like a casual name. It would be like Bob, like like Terry the Frog or something. Terry. I don't, I don't know. Frankie the Frog. Yeah, who knows? That's a lot of frog. A talk. lot of lot. Yeah, too much. Too Did much our quota? Talk. Yeah, I think so for probably the year. <laughs> <laughs> well, once we get around to that event. We'll be ready. Yeah, we'll let you know how it goes. It's not too far from it, us. I know. Well, let's let's get into some basketball, man. That's enough. Speaking that's of jumping, yeah, that's, en- that's that's enough. That's enough frog talk. Let's talk hoops. Yeah, let's talk men's hoops, man. What what do you got for us? Well, I tell you what. Um, after being picked to finish last in the East, Ohio does not care about preseason predictions. No, uh, the Bobcats are three and zero. They have uh, road wins over St. Bonaventure, over Iona, and Jeff Bowles is putting on a show in that locker room after I mean, these wins. I mean, it's incredible. Have uh, you seen yeah, these? I, I, yeah, I have. I would love to see him at, at a wedding. 
because <laughs> I because I think he would, he would pull something intense off. He's yeah. got he's got some moves. If if you're not following the Ohio men's basketball Twitter account, you need to, uh, especially after a Bobcat win, because we've we've had two dancing celebrations that I've seen. Maybe there was a third for the home game, uh, but the dances keep getting better. Yeah, I Already. think I think uh, we need to have a little challenge out to uh, the rest of the men's basketball coaches. You better you better bring it when you play the Bobcats in terms of your dance moves. So. Yeah, I want to see more dancing. More dancing <laughs> would be great. And uh, congrats to to Coach Bowles. I'll tell you what, uh, a big reason uh, for the success is uh, Jason Preston. Yeah, he's uh, been incredible. The man. guard. He's averaging eighteen nine and. Nine and a half assists yeah. or so. Still a sophomore, uh, right? I mean, <laughs> through through three wins, uh, he is playing a high high level of basketball and is is taking the Bobcats uh, again to that three and zero start. So we'll see. They have Villanova Saturday. Keeping things in Athens, their women's team is off to a hot start as well. Uh, Erica Johnson recorded the first ever Ohio women's basketball triple double. So uh, congrats to her. She uh, tallied twenty four points. Uh, 13 rebounds and 11 assists in a, win, a win over American. So congrats to Erica and uh, the Ohio Bobcats on that. I like that sound. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to try to implement more sounds, we're I gonna think. We're going to get that in yeah. for big performances? Yeah, I think so. That I horn, like that. That horn's the best. It is. It that's is. In every, it's a classic. That's in every song that you like. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're right. You're right. It has to be. I think that's it's a, a, it's a, a rap song, song staple. I think that is in every song. I love uh, it. That, I that love just it. plays... At least twenty times a day in Eric's car throughout the <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, it does. You're right. Sticking with hoops here. Um, all kidding aside, Chippewas uh, over the weekend, 134 points. Fire up, baby! That is a lot of points. That's a lot of basketball points there. Uh, David, <laughs> oh, <ew>. don't ever <laughs> say that again. And David DeLeo had a career high 30 points as they rolled past Mississippi Valley State uh, on Sunday. A program record, 134 points. They've now scored. Over 100 in both of their games this season. Uh, Coach Keno Davis only three wins away from his 200th career win. Hopefully he gets that sooner rather than later. Yep. And uh, the Chippewas are fired up. They, they sure are. Uh, keep it. Let's go back to the women's side. Uh, we have four undefeated teams left, and the four teams are all in the East Division. Uh, Akron, Bowling Green, Buffalo, and Kent State uh, all remain undefeated. Uh, Bowling Green, uh, picked last in, in the East Division this season, um, has rattled off wins against Cleveland State and Moorhead State to start the season. Uh, Buffalo, Kent State, and Akron are, are all off to hot starts, getting those first wins under their belt. So uh, congrats to them, and hopefully they can keep it going. Yeah, and the last story I have is uh, Western Michigan. They're off to a 3-0 and start uh, early on in the season. I don't know if you saw this, but over the weekend, they had a triple overtime win against Milwaukee. Uh, Michael Flowers, who was named our Player of the Week this past week, and for good reason, yep. he uh, he n- didn't only hit the three-pointer to send it uh, into the first overtime or at the end of regulation, but he also hit a three-pointer at the end of the first overtime. Whew. He hit a three-pointer at the end of the second overtime. And thank you. Wow, yeah, he needed one. He deserved yeah, it. Yeah, he, he gets that. And, and then... <laughs> Another one for you, Mike. <laughs> well, really, it should be three. Oh, he had three oh, wait, threes. hold on. There we go. There we go. Now he's rounded out. <laughs> the the uh, Broncos went on to win that game in triple overtime. They face uh, Ole Miss this weekend. Nice. See if they can keep things going, uh, see if they can get to 4-0. It's the first time that they've started 3-0 since 2014. 
So um, congrats to Coach Hawk. Uh, Michael Flowers, he's he's playing great basketball. He's averaging 25 points a game so far. Yeah, I think we saw a lot of glimpses of that last year, uh, of, of Michael Flowers being able to score. They lost a lot of scoring in, in Thomas Wilder two years ago, and, and someone had to fill that boy, void, and I'm, I'm glad he's stepping up to that plate and, and, and putting it in for the Broncos. So. Well, I think that's a, a you know a good start on a little basketball roundup for the people. Yep, yep. We'll have we'll have basketball updates for you every week, obviously, and then uh, as we go along through football season, as we finish up the rest of the fall sports, we got volleyball coming up uh, here in about two weeks, so that'll be exciting. We'll hopefully uh, get down there and and get some interviews for that as well. Yeah, and we're working on a big big week leading up to the football championship. For oh everyone. yeah. Yeah. A lot of interviews. Might even go three shows that week. Yeah, oh, yeah, a little special. Ag- aggressive. It'd be it'd be interesting for for a uh, a little midweek midweek podcast for you. So we'll see. We yeah. might have one day of game. Oh, get people like ready that. for that match. We got a noon game, so I like that idea. Breakfast with the boys. Uh, <laughs> yes, maybe <laughs> some some breakfast interviews will will be some some hash browns will be involved or something. <laughs> I don't know. But we we're. We are working on some really good guests for football championship yep. week. And uh, as we get through the month here, all these championships, like Eric said, uh, we're, we're excited. This is our, again, we've said it in multiple podcasts. This is the most exciting time of the year. Yeah, be sure to tune in to everything this weekend. I mean, we got a lot going on with men's soccer championship. Uh, the women are on the road at Ann Arbor uh, facing off against Michigan in the NCAA tournament. Uh, we obviously have a, a football game Saturday. Um, as well as volleyball and that stuff, uh, type of stuff going on and as basketball. well, and and basketball full going on. Basketball. We have a we have a full slate of, of Max Sports going on for you this week. So um, be sure to follow all that action uh, at Max Sports on Twitter. Be sure to follow us at Call to Maction. Uh, you can follow this podcast, uh, and uh, we hope you guys interact with us a little bit on there. And uh, until then, we'll uh, talk to you next time. Yeah, make sure you subscribe as always. Oh yeah, make subscribe. Give and us rate. those subscriptions. We need you to rate, and also uh, start giving us if you follow our Twitter account some people that you'd love to hear from in the conference. We'd love to hear your thoughts on who we should uh, try to bring on the show, and uh, any name. I mean, maybe name drop for us. Yeah. yeah, give give us some name drops. Give us some people that you'd love to hear from. We we really appreciate it. But for now, get some action. Get some action.